Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later... I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, let's get right back to it. It is Sunday Funday. We got NFL action as well as the World Cup, so we already covered the World Cup, but let's get into the NFL slate and... You know, this week I am going to be hyper-focused, and you guys will know why uh, as we get into further into the episode. So a lot of these matchups, I am not on. I am focused on one matchup in particular because I see it going hard one way, and it's a matchup we have been waiting for for years. And I mean years. But um, yeah, we will get to that a bit later on in the show. But right off the bat, we're we're gonna get uh, a matchup that, uh, frankly, I actually have interest in too. Um, the Falcons at the Saints. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter starting for the Falcons. I'm curious to see what the Falcons are actually gonna do because the Falcons usually have been so run first with Mariota under center. I want to know if they actually are going to throw the ball. Because if they throw the ball, Drake London might actually be somewhat relevant. But they probably won't. So I'm not going to play the Atlanta side uh, and burn lineups. I'm I'm just going to be curious to see how they actually look different with Desmond Ritter under setter versus Marcus Mariota. Now on the Saints side, I definitely want to ta- ta- uh, tackle this Falcon secondary. Because I think there's opportunity for both uh, Andy Dalton and you've got Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom Hill's 4,800 at the QB spot. Can we get the spot where Taysom Hill throws for a touchdown and runs for a touchdown? Yeah. Am I going to be specifically focused on him today? Nope. Uh, That could be to my detriment. But like I said, I am hyper-focused this week as to how I want to attack this slate, I do have a taste on lineup just to be a little bit different for millimaker purposes, but I'm not going to be that crazy on some of these other games, but I do have interest in, in uh, a couple of pieces. So Alave and Dalton, um, I, I definitely want to have at least a lineup with those two just because, you know, there is a, there is a, a, a way, uh, for this game to be very much in the mix at the end of the day, I'm just unfortunately not going to be on um, like uh, heavy bills with it, but I do see the potential there. I'm not going to lie and say that uh, you know I should be paying more attention to this one because for early only, I love this game. 
if if we're just doing early only, and this should give you a hint as to where I'm leaning this week, if this were only early only, I'm all over this game because I want exposure to Ritter, and I want exposure to Andy Dalton, and I want exposure to Taysom Hill uh, in my lineups. To me, this is the early only game people should be focused on because I think the Saints passing attack is absolutely going to be able to do some damage uh, on this Atlanta secondary. So that's why I like having the exposure to Andy Dalton. Uh, whereas in most weeks, we know the uh, Saints are trying to tank. Uh, they won't be able to necessarily... Like, Atlanta's uh, uh, dysfunctional enough where even if the Saints try to do their usual tanking, it's not going to necessarily succeed. So to me, this is a, uh, you know... You got a cheap QB in Dalton at 5,200. You got Taysom at 4,800 where the salary doesn't really make much of a difference. Uh, you're better off just playing Dalton over Taysom, but I do think Taysom has that rushing upside that you have to bear in mind. Now, most people are going to pair Dalton with Kamara. I don't like Kamara this week. I know the projections are high on Kamara, but I'm not that big on Kamara this week. I'm very much on the Saints passing tag without Kamara. Um, so in early only slates... Yeah, I'm going to be heavy on this game outside of Kamara, which, again, should keep things interesting from an early-only perspective, uh, building out lineups. And definitely like Olave in that lineup, too. But for the runback, I'm not as interested on the Atlanta side. I'm more curious to see what the hell Atlanta is going to do with Ritter under center if they're actually going to change up the play calling. If they're more aggressive with the play calling, yeah, I'm in. But I'm not taking a gamble with Ritter um, at 5,200 and then just running him naked. I think some people will run him naked without any Atlanta runbacks. But I just think it's a mistake putting Ritter with Drake London sight unseen. Because, to me, I just think there are other plays on this slate that you can get to. And even on the other side of the game itself that you can get to with uh, Dalton and Taysom. Where they're cheap enough where you don't need to mess around with Ritter this week. Next up, Dallas at Jacksonville. 47 and a half total. They expect the shootout today, folks. I don't know why. I think Dallas defense can actually shut down the Jags unless Dallas messes around and then ETM becomes an issue, uh, an option. I think Dallas's defense shuts down the Jags, and I think this is a lower scoring game than people are anticipating. Like I know people like the 47 and a half total, but I don't think this comes in, in, in the discussion for, uh, the total. I, I don't know. This one has me a little bit confused because I think Dallas's defense matches up very well against the Jack's pieces. I'm not, I'm not sold on the ETN prediction that folks have. I think Christian Kirk, uh, has a tough matchup this week. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence in general is going to have a tough time with Micah Parsons uh, uh, winning the battle against uh, the Jags' offensive line. I'm not, I'm not seeing where Dallas is struggling mightily, and Dak's been struggling so much throwing the ball that I'm not even that enamored with the Cowboys' attack because I know Zeke and Pollard are going to split carry. So this is this is one of those games where I'm actually going to be kind of negative on, and I think folks are going to tr- attract ownership, and I'm okay with that. I- I'd rather folks uh, go to this game because I won't be on it. So, 
to me, I think Dallas covers the four and a half uh, that they're, um, you know, they're a road favorite, but I, I think Dallas handles them by a touchdown. I, I, you know, I hate the Cowboys, but it, realistically, I don't think this is the matchup that gives them trouble unless, of course, the Cowboys screw around and, you know, get themselves into trouble like the Bills did last night. The Bills almost gave away that game to the Dolphins and then had a rally back at the end to win it, uh, you know. To me, this is uh, a situation where Dallas can screw around, and yeah, they'll end up losing this game because I don't think Dallas is as good as a team as the Bills that they can get away with that. You know, that's the truth of the matter. Like Dallas almost dropped a couple of games this year where, you know, they messed around and almost found out. I don't think they can do that today, but um, I think people are expecting Dallas to screw around today, and you know. This is usually when you expect Dallas to F up. That's when they usually play solid enough. It's when you're very confident in Dallas. That's when you got to be really careful about playing them. Um, but um, not feeling it uh, with uh, the Jacksonville hype train today. So I- I'm I'm going to be taking a pass there. I-, I just think the price tag on ETN just doesn't merit the risk. Of the matchup, uh, you know, ETN 6K, Trevor Lawrence 6K, Kirsten Kirk 6600, like Zay Jones is 4900, like 4900 Zay Jones, when I can play so many other uh, plays today, I, I, I just don't get, I'm just not seeing it, like Matt Collins is 4600, and you can get Hunter Renfro, um, who's activated today, and if he's playing, he's 3800, like, why am I paying up for Zay Jones, I, I don't, I'm not getting the Jacksonville play today, especially against the Cowboys defense that is very good and maybe the best in the league. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Next up, Zach Wilson under center for the Jets again. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Against the uh, Lions, hosting the Lions, Jets were favored in this game. Then the the Lions shifted to the Lions, and now... The New York fans bet this back in favor of the Jets, and I want to say God bless to those Jets fans because I think Detroit wins this one, and I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's as close as people think it will be. I mean, to me, the, the problem is, is that Zach Wilson, you know, from every game we've seen of him, he's not actually done any improvements. He's not reading the field. He's not making the adjustments that he needs to. I just think that this is a this is a, a very cut and dry spot where the Lions make life very difficult for Zach Wilson. He doesn't put in the work rate. He makes some bad turnovers, and in Detroit, just controls the clock and runs the game out. Um, I'm on Ron St. Brown has a very tough matchup against Sauce Gardner today. I'm not big on the uh, the Lions passing attack. I think the Jets' uh, rush defense is solid enough where neither Jamal Williams nor uh, DeAndre Swift gets that much off going in the run game. I just think that this is a lower-scoring game. Um, It's a 44 total. I think it should be closer to 41, truth be told. I I think, again, I'm looking at the under here, um, truth be told, and we go from there. I'd much rather target this next game coming up between the Texans hosting the Chiefs. 48.5 total. The Chiefs, I, I think they'll have 
their pick of how they want to attack this Texans uh, defense uh, because they could run with Pacheco. They could throw it underneath to McKinnon. Uh, you've always got Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, I always make fun of MVS, but like uh, Valdez Scantling, or as I like to call him, Montenegro Villarreal Scandinavia, because you never know where his route running is actually going to take him between those three places. Like, uh, you know, if he just runs go routes, he's going to blitz this Texan secondary, and he's going to blow right past it, and he's... He could be one of those guys that breaks the slate for you because Valdez Scantling is 3,800 today. He's 3,800. This is what I'm saying with the Zay Jones play. I don't know why you're playing Zay Jones when you can play the better quarterback, better matchup, and Valdez Scantling for the same burner play. Like, he can literally run past his Texan secondary, catch a bomb, you're set for the day. You know, my fear is, you know, like anything involving Valdez Scantling, you know, if he's running anything other than a go route, you cannot trust him for anything. Um, but this is just one of those matchups where I'm looking at it and saying, yeah, he could catch a bomb. But if the Chiefs get up big early, then you don't have to worry about Valdez Scantling because they're not going to throw deep anymore. So it's a 14 and a half total. Uh, I mean, 14 and a half spread uh, for the Chiefs. So we're not really touching that because of you know with a line a line that big, you 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 can at least expect the Texans to try to compete and. With Brandon Cooks out and Nico Collins out, it comes down to Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett being 4,200 and 3,300 being cheap pieces. Now, the Chris Moore play is the chalk play that we're seeing uh, projection-wise in the industry at like 20%. Honestly, he should be closer to 40. Yeah, it's like... You know, you got 4,200 for a number one wide receiver. Yes, it's the Texans offense, but they're just going to keep doing checkdowns. Like, to me, him and Dorsett should be way higher on than they're going to be. I'm just going to jam those two in, and we will get to the play that I'm on. Because when you do that, you put yourself in a way better position in terms of what I'm looking to play. Uh, to me, this is a... Uh, this is a pretty straightforward where I could just mix and match Valdez Scantling with Chris Moore and Dorsett in various lineups combinations for what I'm looking to do. And I have absolutely zero qualms about doing it. Uh, to me, this is a uh, very much a uh, uh, preferable way of building uh, today. I, I just think that this is a, this is a more of a no-brainer to me. Um, you take, uh, you take more, you take, uh, Dorsett, you mix it in with some Valdez Scantling. Yep. You can play, you could also play, um, uh, Kelsey too in, and builds, but you know, it all depends on how, how you want to construct the lineups today. I, I just think that you've got, uh, options where you don't actually have to, uh, you don't actually have to play Kelsey today with Mahomes because you know Mahomes is going to spread it around. 
Uh, Valdez Cantlake's going to get some looks, but I think he can house one against a uh, secondary that blows coverages over the top all the time. This screams a Valdez Cantlake game. Uh, Kadarius Tony may be back uh, in clear to play, but I think he's going to be on a limited snap count because the Chiefs are going to need him for the postseason. So they're going to try to protect that hamstring as much as possible by not running him that much. To me, this seems like Valdez Scantling's game. Yes, Juju Smith-Schuster's back, but Juju does not have speed. So the play for me is going to be Valdez Scantling. And, you know, yeah, we'll get some exposure to other players, but uh, I think it's Valdez Scantling, and then you just start mixing and matching um, between Moore and Dorsett. Uh, how we we sort that out, but uh, to me that's the that's the long and short of it. Like this is a uh, pretty cut and dry to me. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, the rest of the matchup, yeah, I like Jarek McKinnon too. I like Pacheco uh, for the ru- running game side. Uh, normally, you would look at McKinnon for uh, like in a Chiefs comeback script, but because of the Texans and their deficiencies guarding uh, pass plays and uh, running backs out, out and flat, I, I just think that McKinnon's going to have multiple opportunities of getting it done um, today. So this is one where we can just keep looking at ways of attacking this uh, Texan secondary. And to me, uh, it's, it's really straightforward. I, I don't think there's that much to be concerned about in, in general with how cheap these guys are. I, I Again, Moore's 4,200. <laughs> Dorsett's 3,300. Valdez Cantley is 3,800. Those are not the plays that are going to kill you uh, this week. So, you know, you can play other plays that, you know, are going to... Uh, be a higher floor, but the ceiling on all these guys, I think there's ceiling for Dorsett and more just a, in a comeback script where they're just getting dump offs. You get the 10 plus just from dump offs. Like I, they don't have to score a touchdown. Valdez Scantling can house one for a touchdown. And again, as I said, he could be the guy that breaks up in the slate and it's, it should not be a remote surprise to anybody. So, do I think Mahomes can get there at 8,100? Yeah, he absolutely can. Um, but the problem is you got to be able to mix and match which pieces he's going to concentrate on, and that's the part where it's tougher to get there with Mahomes. I just think there's you just do the one-off piece with Valdez-Scantling. Or you use McKinnon. Um, I don't have a, uh issue there. Or you could do Pacheco. You can even correlate with the Chiefs defense, but the Chiefs defense is uh, 4K, so really pricey to do that, but um, not the end of the world either. Uh, Next up, Philly at Chicago. So, 8.5 total in favor of the Eagles on the road, 48 total. You know, the Eagles offense just keeps rolling. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, MVP campaign, deservedly so. A.J. Brown, I hate the te- uh, the Titans so much for that trade. I will not shut up about it. It's just still triggering. John Robinson, I, you know, you don't want to see people lose their jobs, but, man, you earned that pink slip, my friend. You earned it in full. 
Uh, yeah, so what else to say about this game? The Bear Secondary Stinks, uh, they are full rebuild. They don't stop the run well. Pretty much everyone on the Eagles is in play, which is a problem uh, on an early slate. So to me, I think you are pairing the Eagles off with the Saints players in early only. That's the way I'm looking at this slate, where you got the Eagles, you got Jalen Hurts, you got Justin Fields. But to me, you could pair off Fields and most of his attacking pieces with the Saints. So, it's mixing and matching, like, however you want to go, da- have it go down. Do you want Miles Sanders in the run game? Yep, that can get there. A.J. Brown can d- get there. Devonta Smith can get there. Now, we all know, well, at least most people should know, Devonta Smith hates the cold. They've got enough clips of him, Devonta Smith, of how much he hates the cold. So, he's the only guy that I have some reservations about because... He may still he, he does put up points even when it's cold, but he will be on the sideline telling you how cold he is during the game. And the NFL seemed to be giddy with how many mic'd up clips they have of him stating how cold he is on the sideline. It's gonna be below thirty today in Chicago. Uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be chilly. You know, the temperature is gonna be in the twenties with. Uh, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. Like I said, Devonta Smith's going to have a miserable day. He should still be able to put up points, but man, we are going to hear about how cold he is. If if they mic him up again, which I'm pretty sure the NFL will because they got a kick out of it last time. Um, yeah, we're going to be hearing about how cold he is. But uh, Eagles should roll here. If you're playing early only, I'd say you jam a lot of Eagles, play some Saints with it too. And then you can use the Texans pieces as well. That's your early only slate. I, I'm not necessarily saying mess around with any other games. It, to me, it doesn't make sense to me. And finally, the last early only game, the only other guy I would consider out of all of this is Dante Foreman. Let's just keep it simple. Kenny Pickett's out with a concussion. It's Mitch Trubisky back who has no desire to play quarterback, it seems. If you watch how the Steelers have been playing with Trubisky under center, he is not playing for a job. Um, Sam Darnold is trying to play for a job, but he's not that good either. So the passing game just looking rough uh, for Carolina. Uh, DJ Moore looked like he was in witness protection. It hurt me very much watching that game because I'm trying to see how Sam Darnold's been navigating the offense and uh, truth be told, he cannot really manage it. But they're going to run the ball down people's throats with Dante Foreman, and that's how we're going to play the slate. We play the Panthers defense at 3,300. We play Dante Foreman, and we move the F on because there is no one else in this game we should be even remotely contemplating because George Pickens is annoyed with the offense, and Mitch Trubisky can't seem to get him the ball. So I don't know what else to say. There's nothing else to say about this game. I. You know, I, I I don't like anything else regarding this game. I, I I can't I can't make up stuff to like create a narrative. Uh, I don't like the Steelers' defense because it's thirty one hundred, and I don't think they turn the ball over enough because the Panthers aren't throwing it in the air enough to like justify playing the Steelers' defense. And Foreman's been solid on the ground, so I don't really see fumbles coming out of this. So to me. The Steelers are un, 
unrosterable today. It's like uh, with uh, Trubisky, the Panthers' defense been solid enough. I, I don't, I don't like the Steelers at all today. Um, yeah. So that's gonna do it for the early window. We're gonna get into uh, the four, uh, the afternoon slate uh, right after we hear from the sponsor. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we are back for the afternoon slate, so let's get into it. Arizona and Denver, two completely broken teams, no QBs. What a mess. Uh, Russell Wilson out with a concussion. And Kyle Murray blew out his knee Monday night, as uh, you heard me uh, talk about on the uh, podcast. Just random play. Third game of the uh, Monday Night Football just blows out his knee. Done for the year, obviously. And so we have this game that essentially is an island game because people want to play... People want to play uh, Latavius Murray. We are playing Latavius Murray. This is absolutely wild. But, yeah, we're playing Latavius Murray. Nothing else is going on in this game. Latavius Murray and uh, James Conner. So, realistically, I I can't recommend anyone else other than Latavius Murray in this game. DeAndre Hopkins, I tried. I really tried to figure out and understand the projections here. And I know he's the number one receiver, but have we, like, we've been watching Colt McCoy. We've been watching him. Like, he's okay, but, like, the Broncos are a good defense. I get a good defense against Colt McCoy? I mean, I I can't recommend playing Connor and DeAndre Hopkins. I know they're getting volume, but, man, this is, like, this is just not a good, this this ain't the day, like, I said, this is not the day to get Q. I don't like Q. Like with certain plays, like it doesn't make sense to me. This is a let's get let's get our points, and we know where to get our points. 
in the afternoon slate, there are two games I'm focused on getting points from. This ain't one of them. This is this is the game where we get a defense. We get a, a cheap defense. It's a chalk defense, and it makes sense why it's a chalk defense because it's a good play. Broncos twenty seven hundred is going to be over twenty percent owned today, and for good reason. It's one of it. It should be one of the top plays of the day. Like it, you know, it it, it just is what it is. I I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else there is to say, but you know, it's it's going to be the uh, <laughs> it's going to be what the, the the top play from a defensive standpoint. I mean, you can like make a case for other defenses, but this is a straightforward play. It's chalk, but it's good chalk, so doesn't mean you can't eat it. You just got to get different elsewhere. Other other places, I mean, you look at the uh, like the rest of the afternoon. You got the Titans and the Chargers. Yeah, could the Chargers screw up? Yeah, but I don't. You know, Titans had dirt cheap twenty two hundred. That's just a defense that would get things to fit. I mean, realistically, we're looking at the rest of the slate. Vegas could easily put up points against this New England defense. I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing. The Raiders pieces, when you got Devontae Adams and uh, Josh Jacobs, that is a very real uh, scenario where those guys can put up 30 points today. And, you know, that's because uh, with this late, if you get 30 points from a player, you you are in really great shape because I, I just think that this is not necessarily a slate where you can mess around with not getting a 30-point upside player. I think you need to hit the value, and that's why we talked about Houston. We talked about the Saints. You know, the value is needed. So, without much uh, without much to say, like, this is just, uh, this is just a pretty straightforward afternoon uh, build where I want the Chargers pieces, and I want Derrick Henry. Um, for afternoon only. Derrick Henry, you can certainly play him on the main slate. I don't have uh, a gripe there. It's just that with the AK figure, you need Derrick Henry to peel off 150 yards. It, it's it's just hard to get around it. Plus, with the fact that there's a real chance um, Josh Jacobs could also go off. It's not that easy of a of a situation to say that I can um, that that I have to stuff in Derrick Henry. So, from the long and short of it, I don't want the Tennessee receiving pieces outside of Oconwell because they're actively trying to get him the ball because Traylon Burks is still out. Um, <clears throat> There's just not much there from the Tennessee passing attack side. Whereas with the Chargers, you still have uh, pretty cheap prices on Keenan Allen at 6800 You got Mike Williams uh, floating around there that's I think is a better play than Keenan Allen. Uh, so you, you've, got, uh, you've got some wiggle room there where uh, uh, Mike Williams is at 6300 I think he can outscore Keenan Allen. And then 
you also have the the simple fact that uh, uh, when you, you talk about the quarterbacks, Justin Herbert's seventy two hundred. You know, really cheap. It's like it's not hard to get the pieces for the Chargers. the 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 callback is like if you want to play Henry, I think you got to play him with the Chargers pieces, um, and just have it be Henry with Herbert and uh, a receiving piece. And you and you do you set up your run back that way because I think you need a high scoring game and chances for Derrick Henry to get the ball um, when when they need him uh, to get the ball. Now the question is, you want Derrick most likely you want Derrick Henry up and then the Chargers try to come from behind. That's your easiest script to kind of get there. But outside of that, no interest in the Tennessee pieces. And, yeah, you can consider the defense because it's 2,200, but I do think you're going to need some turnovers from the Chargers to make it work because I think the Chargers are putting up uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of points. So, to me, this is a uh, this is a game where I want some pieces, but I'm not going to go crazy trying to jam in um, all of them uh, in a game stack scenario. I think this is pretty limited to... Henry only or defense, and it's on the Tennessee side. If you want to contemplate that, but then on the Chargers, you got Herbert and you got his receivers. So there we go. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Otherwise, so moving on, we started talking about it. New England Vegas forty-five total. Vegas favored. I just think that <clears throat> New England is not very good. I mean, they got away with that game against Arizona. But we don't know if Ramondre Stevenson is healthy or not. Like, he might be able to play, but it's not a gimme. And with it not being a gimme, there's a, there's a real question of, you know, what does the Pats offense look like? We know the Raiders aren't that good, but it's a case of, whoo, um, wow, I'm, I'm seeing some of these tackles in this game here, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, for the World Cup, but, uh, realistically, it's, um, it's a case where I still don't trust anyone on the New England side offensively. And I just want only exposure to uh, Devontae Adams and uh, just Josh Jacobs. But if you want some cheap pieces, Mac Hollins is forty six hundred, and if Hunter Henry, I mean, if Hunter Renfro is activated in plays today, he's thirty eight hundred, and they're both going to get reps. Uh, the question is, do we also get Darren Waller? If Waller is also active, in addition to Hunter Renfro. To me, the cheaper pieces on the Raiders become less attractive because uh, they're going to start siphoning off uh, targets to each other because we know Devontae's still going to get the lion's share and Jacobs is still going to get his touches. So there's just not enough plays to run it through with uh, some of these other pieces. So that's where I think it's uh, you can't get too f- uh, fine with... Uh, uh, the thought process. So we won't know the news until later on. So to me, this is a Jacobs and Devontae Adams script. And finally, this brings us to 
the main matchup that I've been waiting to talk about all show. For years, we have waited for this. Waited for the possibility of this scenario happening. We finally get this past porous Buccaneer secondary against and in his prime QB with receiving weapons galore in Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I can't wait. Literally, we finally get it. We finally get the matchup. The Bucks against a good quarterback and receiving options that can have their way with the secondary. We've been waiting so long for this. It's like usually we always get the case of someone's hurt, someone's banged up. Even in the Super Bowl, we had no offensive line for the Chiefs, which changed the course of the game. But we finally get this game where relatively healthy and pieces are there. Joe Burrow's got Jamar Chase back, who looks fine. Maybe T. Higgins is a little banged up, but he can still go. It's just set up perfectly for the Bengals. And they're going to chuck on this uh, Bucks secondary. I'm not saying this is a you have to lock in Joe Burrow. I'm practically locking in Joe Burrow because I just think at 7K, he's too cheap to ignore and the play is too good. It's too good of a play. Plus, you can f- you're can you going to get him not nearly as owned as he should be compared to everyone else in the quarterback ranks. So, I mean, Dak should be higher owned than Burrow, which doesn't make sense. Mahomes uh, and Pertz are definitely going to be more owned. Herbert's going to be more owned. But Burrow is so going to be so under-owned that it is absolutely worth the while to go there. And Jamar Chase, he's actually going to be the chalk play, which I have no problem with because he should be the chalk play. He, sh- he should be able to dominate the secondary. And with that in mind, I just think that you can... You can actually start fitting in some of these other pieces, like a Mitchell Wilcox. You can look at a Pirine. You can look at Joe Mixon. You can bring it back with other pieces besides Jamar Chase. You can play T. Higgins. I wouldn't necessarily play Boyd, but Boyd's still an option if you're doing 150. I'm just looking at it saying... My main builds will focus on Joe Burrow, and he he should be the focus. To me, this is a gift of a matchup. We finally get everything we've been looking for uh, against this Bucks uh, team because you know Brady's going to keep chucking. He's you're going to get uh, you're going to get uh, plenty of pass attempts, and with all the pass attempts, it's going to slow the game down, and it's going to allow for more plays for the Bengals. They're just going to keep getting opportunities to keep bombing the ball down the field. I don't see these teams being able to run out the clock. I think they're going to want to keep keep it going back and forth. So I have no qualms playing Chris Godwin or Mike Evans because I think they can. uh, Brady still will be able to find ways of picking on these teams. So 
from my standpoint, that's where we make it we make it a little uh, a little bit more beneficial. So going through it, I just think we are in a very good spot today. I'm just dialed in on the Bengals. I'm gonna be targeting that game hard. If uh, if we get Fournette playing well, we we get we that's another run back we can consider and use. But afternoon only. This is all about the Bengals. Main slate. It's about the Bengals too. I, I just don't see any way of getting cute and deviating from this game because I think it's a mistake to do so. Uh, I think it's just too good of a play to walk away from. And we've been waiting for this for so long that I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this slate. If it backfires, it backfires. But this is the primo spot we've been waiting for for ages to play against this Bucks team with a stud QB and healthy wide receiver options. We've been waiting for this forever. So can't wait for the slate. Um, going to get on get on out of here. Uh, we got the Giants and Commanders tonight. I'll... I'll record something later uh, for that, uh, Joe. And then, obviously, there's Monday Night Football, too, uh, with the Rams and Packers. Yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, th- this slate is all about Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I can't wait. So, um, we shall see how it all uh, pans out. We got the World Cup uh, going on, so I'm going to go enjoy that. So, without much further ado, uh, take it easy, folks, and have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.